0: Welcome to the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. Join me each week as I talk everything weddings, taking you from engagement to honeymoon, making sure that you really do enjoy planning your big day. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Wedding Guest Extraordinaire podcast with me, Sarah Southern. This week, I have an amazing guest on the show. He is an award-winning fashion designer. He owns House of Holland Fashion Line. He is, of course, Henry Holland. Uh, I've known Henry for a number of years, as he used to work with my very, very dear friend Laura, and he did, in fact, design Laura's wedding dress, which you would have heard all about in episode one. Henry and I have a really lovely chat about his engagement and the fact that He is still engaged, but not yet married, but hopefully that might be changing soon. We have a really in-depth chat about him designing and making Laura's dress, which I loved. We also have a great chat about what bridesmaids might wear, what guests should perhaps be wearing this season. We also have a good chat about choosing your wedding dress and how to go about that and also how not to break the bank with it and we also have quite a detailed chat about who we think is going to be designing Meghan Markle's wedding dress which uh, I really really enjoyed. So let's dive in and I really hope you enjoy it. Hi, Henry. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Very well. Thank you very much for inviting me to the studio.
1: No problem at all.
0: It's very exciting to be here. I've hidden you in
1: a corner, to be fair. I haven't actually put you right front (laughs) and centre.
0: Well, I am trying to have a peek at maybe next season's designs, but you know, I'll I'll keep the secrets. And I'm excited to talk to you for a number of reasons, mainly because I know that you're engaged, but yet you haven't actually sorted your wedding out yet. How long have you been engaged for?
1: Um, I believe it's approaching. So we got engaged on christmas day uh and it would be the sixth year oh of being word. engaged this christmas
0: and who proposed to who uh
1: he proposed to me did
0: he so tell me how david proposed so
1: in some ways it's kind of it's really amazing and really cute and really romantic and then in other ways it's just really hilarious and very <laughs> us so he proposed on christmas day and then apologized immediately for it being really naff that he proposed on christmas day wow. Uh, he proposed with a Rolex, which we discussed from the year of my birth. We discussed that. I said, it's gay enough getting married. We don't need to have engagement rings. Uh, and then we were in the Maldives on holiday. And uh, he organised a treasure hunt around the whole island of, like, six or seven clues. And so I started outside the front of our bungalow. And then I went all the way around the island. And then I finished at the end of the pier, where he turned around... Or I turned around after reading the final clue and he was there with Rolex, which is amazing. And then, when you look at the detail, he'd scribbled all of the clues for the treasure hunt on the back of a sanitary waste bag from the, <laughs> the en suite. Uh, And we now have that frame in our bedroom, all the clues, like, framed in order. And you can still see the word sanitary waste (laughs) shining through. And it's just like, oh, so close. So close. Um, But, yeah, it it was a very epic proposal. It was great. I
0: think that's really romantic. Yeah, it
1: is. And I'm glad he took the pressure off. I mean, we talked about marriage pretty much from the minute we met.
0: Because how long were you dating before you got engaged?
1: About two years, yeah.
0: But it was a very serious relationship from the get-go, really, wasn't it? Yeah.
1: Well, he lived in uh, Madrid and I lived in London. And so we, 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 we met in Paris. So we spent 24, 48 hours together and then we went back to our respective countries. So then to actually warrant the second day one of us had to get on a plane so it was quite early on that we needed to be we couldn't really play games of like oh I'm not going to text him back for an hour it was like I'm at the airport yeah <laughs> <laughs> come and come <laughs> where are you um so we weren't able to sort of play any games and we were just very straightforward from the start but we're both like that anyway which is good
0: yeah well I think you're a really good couple I really like oh, I really yeah. like Dave a nice guy um so you've been engaged for nearly six years yeah When are you going to get married?
1: Well, we've actually just booked our wedding. (gasps) Uh, It's going to be in December, not Christmas Day, Uh, but it's (laughs) going to be in December, so it will be very nearly a six-year engagement which I think there's a film called that. Five-year engagement, is yeah, there? yeah is with it Emily of...
0: Blunt and uh, that kind of bigger comedian guy whose name I can't remember. OK.
1: Well, yeah, so maybe there'll be a six-year engagement film made after the sanitary bag proposal.
0: And can you give away any of the details, or is it a secret No, it's,
1: it's very secret, mainly because we have nowhere booked other than the place that we're <laughs> getting the service done, and now we have to book all the rest. Well, so, that's exciting. Yeah, there is nothing to tell, really.
0: Well, I look forward to hearing the details Thank grow you. on that. Uh, now, one of the main reasons I wanted to get you on the podcast, not because I wanted to grill you about the fact that you've not organised your wedding yet, yes. is the fact that you designed Laura's wedding dress, our very, very dear friend. Yes. Listeners will remember from episode one. And I think it is, without a doubt, the best wedding dress I've ever seen anybody in. Because it fitted her well, yeah. it was stylish, it was of the moment, it was and just it beautiful. And it was
1: three in one.
0: It was three in one, which was so exciting.
1: Yeah. So um, we designed Laura's wedding dress in a restaurant after in Soho House uh-huh. uh, after one too many <laughs> uh, glasses of wine, I think. Um, and I, I kind of straight away just drew something. For her, And she was like, oh my God, yeah, that's it. Um, And it was slightly tricky in the fact that she lost her entire body weight during the um, engagement and planning of the wedding. So there was lots of fittings needed, lots of changes to uh, the sizing of it. Um, But yeah, she wanted something that was quite modern and simple And also really playful and fun, which I think she has always been a uh, loyal customer of mine. So I get her taste and she very much... Likes what we do, sort of naturally. So it was a really great partnership, I think. Um, so we created her, her own fabric, which was this um, ivory silk that had a, a polka dot jacquard just in the same colour. So it wasn't a spotty wedding dress, but when you saw it in certain lights, you got the, the texture of the polka dot. And then it had a very fine um, mesh, almost t shirt that was kind of elbow length but super, super tight, that came out the top of the strap plus bodice. And then the bodice had uh, about 50 covered buttons all the way down the back. Um, And then it was a very tight sort of corset um, top with a peplum. And the reason I made the peplum is because I had this idea in my head that I wanted the dress to have three different uh, iterations. So for the service, she wore a a floor-length fishtail uh, skirt for the for the actual ceremony. And then after the ceremony, she changed for dinner into a below-the-knee 50s uh, skirt. And then after dinner, she changed into a pair of amazing cigarette trousers. And it was all with the same top half. So it looked like a dress at every point, apart from when she put the trousers on but it was actually separate and it actually allowed her to change the function of the dress three different times during the day. Um, She ran with that slightly further than any of us expected and we had full hair and makeup changes (laughs) for each skirt change. So for half of the wedding, myself and the hairdresser were in a private room getting her into the new look, um, like she was presenting the ENAs. But but, um, it, it was so worth it. Um, it was. Yeah, it really it was, was worth it. It was so fun to have the three different bits. I think. I think it. I. I think it's one of my favorite ones I've ever done.
0: I think also it was quite a fashion wedding. Yeah. You know, and obviously because of Laura's job, she yeah. is fashion.
1: Yeah. It was at my house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Your mum is very fashion. It
1: was at my mum's house. And then
0: you know having um, Adam do the hair. Yeah. Um, and then you know Cameron taking the pictures, and I felt as though a lot of the guests were very fashion yes. focused. I don't think I've been at a wedding. Since or before, where the men's outfits <laughs> were better and more exciting because you know, your outfit uh, was pretty well, special.
1: I'd say a top tip there is just invite more gays if you want to, you know, pepper up the crowd. That's the
0: solution for everything in the yeah. <laughs> Tell me about
1: it, that's why I'm always tired, <laughs> <laughs> constantly invited. Kidding, uh, yeah, I bought a uh, a machino suit which was black with um. Baby blue palm trees uh, stitched all the way through. It was like a tuxedo, and I wore it with a t- white t-shirt. Which a I think suit. I immediately spilled red wine on after like, <laughs> my first canopy. It's <laughs> <laughs> very me. And
0: Adam's outfit was.
1: Adam was wearing shorts. Yeah, it was a short suit. Oh, it was me. I made it. It was oh, blue okay. uh, palm leaf mm-hmm. jacquard, and it was a short suit. Yeah, it
0: was. Very Even nice.
1: though we were explicitly told no shorts. Really? Yeah, the bride requested no shorts for the men. And what a rule was,
0: breaker! And
1: then there was two guests wearing shorts, and I was livid because
0: it was a hot day. It was a very hot day, <laughs> but
1: also I, I'm, I'm, you know, partial to a short suit, even a romper. Yeah. At times, so
0: I do think the most striking outfit, though, was perhaps uh, Laura's brother Tom, who wore a bright pink.
1: He wore a bright pink suit. Uh, Versace suit. Yeah, for H and M, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Oh my god, I'd forgotten. Uh, yeah.
0: But he went all out. He, he really pink shirt, went. Pink
1: shirt. Pink pink tie, tie pink, pink, pink shoes. Yeah, it was full pink. Uh, colour drenching, it as really it's now known.
0: Is that what it's called? It's a new term. Oh, I like
1: that. The trend forecasters are using the term colour drenching.
0: Is that what we should be aiming for this you, summer?
1: Right now, you should be drenching yourself in lilac. Lilac is the new millennial pink.
0: I think lilac's quite a difficult colour to wear.
1: You have a certain colouring.
0: Yeah. I I don't do well with pastels, if I'm honest.
1: But also you're wearing lilac headphones almost. (laughs) So you might want to rethink your technology choices. But
0: nobody can see those. (laughs) Only you. So designing Laura's dress was amazing. I think certainly for the guests, yeah. it was exciting to mm. see her, like, get changed mm-hmm. and, you know, suddenly have her hair all different. But you've also designed some of your other friends' dresses because yes. you don't do dresses as a general thing at House I
1: don't do wedding dresses, no. I don't have a oh, wedding collection. Do dresses, I do do dresses, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's available at <laughs> <laughs> Uh But I don't do wedding dresses as a rule. I have made um, four... Wedding dresses, or for friends, or friends of friends, um, and I've made bridesmaids' dresses oh, as have well. You? Yeah, how
0: was that as an experience?
1: Uh, that was quite fun actually, because um, it was for Aggie's wedding, and it was three different dresses for three different girls, and I know them all uh, like sisters. So we chose one fabric which everybody liked, and then I went and made a dress that fit their personalities and their bodies uh and so it was it was a really nice process actually
0: that's really lovely Mm. i've seen those dresses on her instagram yeah navy blue yeah Yeah. really beautiful Mm. so you designed a dress for your sister is
1: that right i designed my sister's um registry office dress yes and i designed uh one of my best friends from university's address, Michelle. Um, and it's, it's so, it is really fun doing wedding dresses, but it's just really stressful because, I mean, I remember at Laura's wedding when they sat down to sign the register, I don't think I've held my breath that long in my entire life because I could just see all the buttons popping. And I was just <laughs> like, oh my god, she really wanted it tight. <laughs> she really wanted to show people how much weight she'd lost, so it was a very tight bodice. And then when she sat down, I was like, oh god because when you've been responsible for the craftsmanship of something, it does just fill you with a little bit of anxiety. Um, and then for Michelle, Michelle's actually was much calmer because her dress was slightly less intric- intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found um, a vintage lace um, and we cut it from that. And then oh, yeah. it was uh, sort of a floor length column dress with a V-neck sleeveless. Um, Just really, really simple. And then we uh, cut out the flowers within the lace and then we appliqued them in an ombre so that by the time it got to the bottom row, it was a full 360 of a second layer of 3D flowers and then that kind of petered out up to the hips. Wow. It was really cool and it was... um, it was like a and also you get you catch yourself being absolutely ridiculous about colour with wedding dresses because you're looking at the same colour. It's cream, let's face it. But you're talking about ivory and smoke ivory and then you're like vintage lace and it's just like it's white. <laughs> it's different versions of white. But no, a certain fabrics just take certain colour differently, but it, that's one of the, the funny things about the process.
0: Now, not everybody has got a best friend who is an award-winning fashion designer. Some people have got to go to mm-hmm. the high street yes. and buy dresses. Uh, now, me and Claire went wedding dress shopping just before Christmas. Yes. It was the first time I'd ever been into a, a wedding, wedding dress
1: shop. shop. Oh, they're insane. And
0: I, I suddenly had that like feeling that Julia Roberts might have had when she was in Pretty Woman, and they were mean to her in the shop.
1: Oh, really.
0: And I don't, I think it's just because I don't like shops, yeah, if I'm honest. Okay. And I kind of walked in, I was like, oh, this is really quite stressful. And Claire was yeah. like, it's fine, we're spending money, yeah. <laughs> we're okay. And they gave you, like, some carver and stuff. Yeah. And then you're allowed to try on a certain number of dresses. Yeah. And I found the whole thing really stressful, because Claire would walk out of the
1: yeah. cubicle. And if you don't cry, then it's not the one. And then you're like, oh my God, I need to cry.
0: Yeah, and I was like, Ugh. I right, yeah. <laughs> kind of didn't have a strong emotion to yeah. any of them. And as it were, she didn't actually pick any of those dresses. But what advice would you give to women who are going to go and through that experience? Because it must be yeah. totally overwhelming.
1: Um yeah, I can imagine I can only imagine that it would be really overwhelming. I think the advice that I gave to my sister and what we actually ended up doing was going to loads and loads of shops. Um And going to, like, really different sort of um, price brackets as well because you don't have to buy them. But what's really good is just finding something that... Suits you because then you know what you're looking for I think the fir- I think the biggest problem and the first hurdle to get over is what style mm. so when you go into that wedding dress shop try on a short one, try on a fishtail, try on a mermaid whatever they call them, try on a puffball, try on a huge princess dress because you don 't know how you 're going to feel and I think it's a real shame if people are very closed have been like this is how I've always seen my wedding dress this is what I want I think it's your wedding dress should be 95% about emotion, I think, and how you feel when you put it on, because that is the most special day of your life, they tell me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No pressure. (laughs) Um, So I really just think it's about how you feel in it, and it needs to be... um, It's about a feeling, really. And then I think if you find one that makes you feel amazing and then... sneakily take a picture in the changing rooms which they're very adamant that you're not allowed to do and then take that with you on your search, you know
0: That emotion thing, I think, isn't just uh, to the bride as well. Mm. I think the guests have that big emotional experience as well when someone walks in and you see them for the first time. And you kind of get excited and emotional and tearful. Seeing them in that outfit that kind of represents the day to a certain degree, doesn't it?
1: But also it represents them as a person. And I think when you see a bride in her dress, knowing that she's picked that dress for the most important day of her life, you, you, your emotion is built off the back of you knowing how that dress is making her feel. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, it's nice. Like not just the dress, obviously. The, hopefully, the husband on the other end is making her feel something, or the wife. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, yeah, that you can feel that emotion.
0: So when someone has kind of found the style that they should be wearing. Yeah. How, how, can, how do you then give the advice, so for example, if you're a bridesmaid or a friend who's going yeah. and they're putting something on that just isn't working for them, How when you've got women coming in here who w- want to wear some of your outfits... For so the bride. And yeah. the
1: bride's like... Well, I, I am a little bit obsessed with Say Yes to the Dress.
0: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> on TLC, which it's David... It's a good show. Yeah, but David calls it The Lady Channel. And he's like, <laughs> are you watching The Lady Channel again? And I'm like, "You Say Yes to the Dress. Um, I love it's the Dress. Um, and I think you just have to... Like, it's, it depends on what the bride's like. If she's, But I think if somebody's very forthright and very focused and, like, this is me, this is what I want, I think it's just about, OK, well, why don't we try it in this colour and then, you know, it's about guiding within parameters, maybe. Or if they really want to get their boobs out. You know... That's...
0: Well, the boobs tie is quite an interesting one because I've discussed this on the podcast before, mm. but there seems to be an obsession that when women get married, yeah. they suddenly want to wear a boob tube-style dress.
1: Victoria Beckham.
0: It's just bizarre. Like, maybe if you're as thin as Victoria Beckham, you can.
1: Even then, though, it has to be so... The corsetry has to be so tight that unless you are just skin and bone, then there will be some overhang around the shoulder blades.
0: It's inevitable.
1: It's inevitable. But um I don't I don't hate strapless dresses. Um I think there's so many other options and they're not always for you. <laughs>
0: That's so diplomatic.
1: Um, but also I like when I really like when brides maybe choose a coat like a coat as well, like and factor that into their day. So if they're travelling to the church and they're wearing like a a fun jacket over the top. I'm not going to say a shrug. I'm not going to say a marabou throw, <laughs> but I'm just going to say like some because I think on on occasion, certain brides' personalities actually struggle to shine through fully if they're just not that kind of person that would that you would sort of think of to be wearing a traditional wedding dress, and that's what they've chosen. It's really nice that they have another element
0: tell you whose wedding dress I really liked was Poppy Delevingne
1: yeah, so which she, one? she you?
0: had, a, were you during the day you, I mean I wasn't at her wedding I've merely seen these yeah. in the newspapers Yeah. Uh, but she had kind of like a, a, a short dress on Yeah. but then during Chanel. the day she had a long thing on so it obviously was a bit like Laura's where yeah. it kind of came undone so therefore meant for the evening she just had this really cool white yeah. party dress on yeah. And I was like, oh, that's fun.
1: I think the multifunctionality thing is great because I do think that you do want to present yourself slightly differently at the different points, you know? It's like, you don't necessarily need three like we did with Laura's, but I do think it's nice to have that second element. And I think it's a big trend in America to have your ceremony dress and your reception dress?
0: Well, it's certainly what Kate Middleton did when she married Prince William in 2011. She had that phenomenal McQueen dress yeah. during the day, and then in the evening she changed into um, kind of qu- actually quite a simple dress. Yeah. Um, I think it was actually strapless. Yeah. And she clearly had one of those weird little shrugs on. Yeah. Uh, I think Pippa Middleton also did that at her wedding last yeah. year. I would imagine Meghan Markle will be doing that at yeah. her wedding in May. So. Yeah. For society, it seems to be
1: the norm, the
0: thing to do now. But I think
1: for society, their budget's about a hundred grand minimum, and then they, you know,
0: yeah. a
1: second dress is, well, is not quite an issue. I th- but so I think, it, but I think it is fun to to have that more wearable, playful element for the evening, and also it does give you more of a chance to wear it again.
0: Oh, I don't think
1: there's many women that would wear their that do wear their wedding dresses again. However much they intend to, they're like, oh, I'll dye it black and wear it loads. That's what you tell whoever's buying it. Often.
0: But speaking about budget, there's now I've noticed quite an upsurge in high street shops like Whistles, yep. having a bridal range.
1: Asos, Whistles, Shop, yeah.
0: So
1: you think that they're they're all good and wearable to? to oh have? yeah, I I don't, I honestly don't think it matters about the price at all. It's about how it makes you feel and how you look. Um, we had a friend who got married a few years ago, and she did what I was saying to do earlier—just go everywhere and try on a million dresses. And she found this dress in New Look, and she and she was just like, "That's just." because it was just so her. It was just like this little fit-and-flair lace dress, and it was white. And, um, and she, so she bought it with the intention to go and buy a fine lace and have it copied and remade in the exact same shape. And as it got closer, she was like, sod it. I'm just going to wear the new look dress, because who cares? So, and she looked amazing. And it was like, the reason why she chose that dress was for the style of it, and she was then going to emulate it and try and upsell it a bit, and it was re- And then she, I think she just realised that she was like, I love it anyway, and it, it, it is, it's about the emotion. Definitely,
0: definitely. I, think I mean,
1: there is definitely an element of you feeling some sort of superiority and, like, specialness around the fact that you're potentially wearing the most expensive dress you'll ever wear. I'm sure there's certain people that that feel that way. And so I think, you know, if that's what you need to make you feel that way, then go for it. I have no qualms at all about someone spending 50 quid or someone spending 50 grand.
0: I think also if you go to the the lower end of the budget, you've then got more money to play with to make sure your hair looks amazing, that your makeup looks amazing. Yeah.
1: Your flowers, yeah. your shoes, like buy a pair of manolos yeah. and wear it with a new look dress. Because
0: yeah, then you are going to wear those manolos again.
1: Yeah,
0: and you probably wear the new look dress again. As yeah, yeah, it Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, so I just think it's it, it's for me. It's I mean, fashion in general is very much based around emotion and how it makes you feel and how you can use it to express yourself. And I think that's it's no more so more important than on your wedding day.
0: Absolutely. So, we've obviously sorted the bride out. Yeah. The bridesmaids, you quite enjoy dressing people yes. in a French navy, I guess. In a French it? navy, mm-hmm. it was,
1: yeah. yeah textured, very textured beautiful, French very navy.
0: Beautiful. Uh, Claire and I are in the process of buying my bridesmaids dress for her wedding yes. at the minute. Um, Have it,
1: you punched each other yet? <laughs> no, not at all. Does she want you in peach?
0: No, she's picked, she's picked a colour palette, but I think the only logistical problem is she lives in Jersey. Her yeah. sisters, who are the other bridesmaids, are in Newcastle and yeah. I'm in London. Yeah. So trying to kind of make it so we can all try the same dress on right becomes a little bit challenging. And
1: does she want you all in the same dress?
0: We're sorting that out at the minute, so we're just trying different things on to see where the world be. If you is. can all. Yeah
1: suit the same shape.
0: Suit the same dress, or whether it's we have the same colour... Yeah. ..and then we're in different dresses, so we're just doing that at the minute. I
1: think that's really nice, because I think it's nice as well for you to show off the personality of the bridesmaids. Yeah. As well. Um, and I always remember... This is embarrassing, but I always remember... Was it... Somebody in Sex in the City? Was it... I think it was Carrie... The wedding that never happened because he oh,
0: then they all had The most up. flamboyant dresses on ever. But they,
1: but they all just get to choose their own dress. Yeah. And I, I did, I did think that that was good because they looked great. Um, but I think um, another, another option, a uh, great advice for you guys being sort of spread all over the country mm. would be to go and find a dress. Or if you've got a dress in your wardrobe that is your go-to, this is my I look killer dress and send it to get the pattern traced and then source the material and then you all get your favourite dress made in the same fabric.
0: That is a really good idea. That's
1: what I've just done for another friend from an Australian wedding. Because the the sh- if you've got a dress that works for you and every time you put it on you're like...
0: I feel a million dollars. I feel
1: a million dollars. Yeah. Then send that <coughs> to a seamstress and they can trace the pattern and then the bride gets to choose the cloth, the fabric, the colour. And then you will get your dress made.
0: That's a really good idea. You're welcome. Well, (laughs) Claire's an avid listener, so I'm sure she will give you feedback on that idea uh, after she's listened in. So, obviously, we've talked about the key people, but actually, I think the most important people at a wedding are the guests. Yeah. So, what should guests be wearing this summer for weddings? Other than, obviously, a dress from House of Holland.
1: Other than, obviously, a dress from House of Holland Uh, and lilac.
0: The new millennial
1: pink. The new millennial pink. Although I do believe it's already been overtaken by yellow.
0: Nobody can wear yellow.
1: Well, I... I did struggle with the yellow a little. I don't often wear yellow. Let's put it that way. When
0: you wear yellow in the summer, insects get attracted to you because they think you're a flower. (laughs) (laughs) Is that true? Yes.
1: I always think that it does that thing where it reflects off your chin like a buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> like you used to do as a kid. Yeah. Uh, just gives you a bit of a jaw on this t- t- tint. Um, so this summer, I think for me, I think it's always nice to see someone at a wedding that has obviously te- like really thought about it. Um and I think people, lots of women, feel much more comfortable in dresses because I just think the job's done for you. It's not about having to choose a bottom that goes with the top or, a, you know, a suit. I love a woman in a suit at a wedding. I always think that looks really chic. But obviously it depends on the venue. I think it's always important to bear in mind where the wedding is. I think if you're getting married at Kew Gardens in the Conservatory, for example... Maybe don't wear a tuxedo <laughs> as a woman yeah. at like two o'clock in July. But then if you're getting married at like four PM in December, then I think that would be really chic. Oh, definitely.
0: For a woman to wear definitely. a tux. Yeah, just just for the occasion.
1: Yeah. I think my bridesmaids slash best man best woman, whatever, I might be wearing a tux. <sighs> I haven't even asked anyone to do it yet.
0: Have you not? No. Henry, that's, the, in my advice that I give to people planning their weddings, I say, sort out your team.
1: Oh, really? Yeah,
0: get your team sorted.
1: Well, I think once we've got the the venue, the venue's booked and the date, the date's still a little bit.
0: Well, when you ask your team, yeah, ask them properly. Yes. Like, take them for dinner. Yeah. You know. Yeah. If they're not nearby, send them a letter. Ask yeah. them properly. Don't, like, send them a WhatsApp message.
1: Yeah, true. Okay.
0: You've got to, you know... Yeah. Make a special.
1: Yeah, sure. Okay.
0: You know, make sure they're not pregnant and going to ruin your day or anything mm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> pop, pop a baby out. <laughs>
1: There's a lot of babies already.
0: Too many, too many. Uh, Now, there is obviously a key question that I need to ask you, because there is a big wedding coming up in May. Yes. And I've not had to sign an NDA upon arrival, so I'm assuming you're not the designer. Fake news. (laughs) But Uh, who is your prediction as to who will be designing Meghan Markle's wedding dress?
1: I I personally really hope that it's uh, somebody British. Um, I would be quite excited if it was Christopher Bailey's final bow for Burberry.
0: Now that is a good suggestion.
1: Because I think that would be a nice thing for him to do. She's a fan of Burberry. She's worn them for a long time. She wears them on suits. She used to wear their suits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Christopher's a lovely, lovely guy. So, And I think a Burberry wedding dress would be pretty spot on um, or who else I mean there's, some, there's amazing um, British designers I feel like she's quite youthful often yeah. and then so, so I think I don't know I wonder whether she'd go for a slightly newer younger designer like she wouldn't go for Erdem because he's very closely associated with Kate I think
0: well obviously the, the bookie's favourite is yeah. Erdem I don't is think, it yeah I don't, I don't think it would be him, though, um, because of the, the association with Kate. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Do, it doesn't feel the right fit. No. I think McQueen, again, wouldn't be the right fit.
1: But they. I don't think they'd go McQueen again because, obviously, Kate. I think Erdem, as you say, has got such a close association with Kate that I think it would be nice. I mean, Burberry's already a big established designer. I mean, Pippa wore Giles, didn't she? Yes,
0: yes, she did. Um,
1: So that was quite an offbeat choice, which I really... And that
0: dress was amazing, I really loved that dress. It was gorgeous,
1: but for for a royal to choose, you know, an East End designer that bases himself at um, the Truman Brewery, that was quite, you know, a step, I thought.
0: I think that she might go for someone who's Canadian to kind of give a nod to her...
1: Time oh, yeah, because he is uh, Canadian. And
0: my other thought was that she might actually go for a Californian designer, which is where she's from, just to kind of almost give a nod to her past. But I still think, in terms of logistics and reality, it's going to be a London based British designer.
1: And I, yeah, I think it's going to be such a big event for Britain. Yeah. And I, I think, because I would imagine. Don't, I I could be completely wrong, but I would imagine there's a few people advising on this, and I think that they would want it to be a British focus.
0: Yeah, because it's a good celebration.
1: But then they always surprise me because the level of formality is way less than we think.
0: True. And also, I mean, look at them as a couple. They have got a, a much more informal yeah. approach. Yeah, because so I'm sure if she
1: said, thing. I want a Canadian...
0: Well, Canada's part of the Commonwealth, so no one's going to be disgruntled at that. And I think their role within the Royal Family is going to be quite heavily Commonwealth focused, so it yeah. wouldn't be totally left field to do that.
1: So maybe, maybe the Buckies are onto something. I haven't seen Erdem recently. Mm. So I haven't been able to ask him and, and suss out his twitchy eye. <laughs> See how good
0: the poker face yeah,
1: is. Yeah, I saw Stark Giles when I asked him. Really? Yeah. Well, because he got photographed walking around with some, like, suit carriers in Kensington. It was like,
0: <laughs> I come on. I can't think what you're yeah. up to. Well, roll on the 19th of May, and then the mystery will be solved.
1: And uh, roll on the launch of my T-shirt and celebration, <gasps> which will be available at net which simply states, I don't have to marry a prince to be a queen.
0: And when do, <laughs> when do they launch? Don't know. Well, let me. I
1: actually know. don't know. Let
0: <laughs> me know because I know the podcast listeners, especially me, yeah.
1: will want one of those. I'd have to marry a prince to be a queen.
0: <laughs> no truer words said. Well, thank you very much, Henry. I've loved our chat.
1: Thank you. Say Thanks again. for having me. My
0: absolute pleasure. So there we have it. I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed recording it. I actually went along to Henry's studio in East London, the kind of head office of his fashion empire. So any background noise you can hear is just industrious fashion happening in the background. Uh, but I love talking to him about his engagement story to David. I think it is really, really romantic and very special. I think it was lovely to also to hear about his passion of designing Laura's wedding dress. Obviously, I kind of saw it from Laura's side and I've never spoken really to Henry about him designing Laura's dress and how much work it took and actually how much bloom and weight she lost whilst doing that. I thought it was also really lovely how he thinks that you can just get your wedding dress from anywhere. I mean, how amazing that one of his friends got her wedding dress from New Look. Like, don't be frightened to just wear a dress that you really like wearing. I thought his advice about getting a dress that you'd love and getting the pattern from it And then getting that made as a bridesmaid's dress was a really, really great idea. I think it's perhaps a good way of overcoming problems of size and shape issues that a lot of women have. I was also quite keen on this colour drenching. Um, Who knew that lilac was the new millennium pink um i learned a lot i'd have to admit i'd have to admit but i really did love talking to henry it was great that he gave up uh so much of his time to chat to me he is a busy man so i do do appreciate that um but no it was really really great so i hope you enjoyed that uh, there are still tickets left for my Royal Wedding comedy show, which is happening on May the 12th. So do get your tickets booked for that at angelcomedy.co.uk. It's going to be a really fun show talking about all things wedding and, indeed, all things love for the royal family. So I hope you're up for coming along to that on Saturday the 12th of May. Do make sure you f- are following us on social media. It's at Wedding Guest Pod for Facebook, Instagram and indeed Twitter, and send us any messages. If there's a topic that you'd like me to cover for one of the episodes on the podcast, just let me know. You can also email me at sarah at com. It's nice to receive messages from people. Um, But I think that's all for this week, so do take care. I'm Sarah Southern, your wedding guest extraordinaire.